Welcome to the dark side of travel. So you've dared to come jaunt with me. Thank you. Let me introduce myself. I'm Courtney Maroc, Ambassador of Dark and Paranormal Tourism for Haunt Jaunts, a destination for restless spirits who dig hauntings, true crime, horror, Halloween, and weird days. I'll be your host and guide for this listening adventure. Looks like we've been cleared for takeoff, so buckle up, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Hey, Courtney, this is Dave. Thanks for uh, talking with us today. Oh, I'm the one who needs to thank all three of you. Hello, Dave, Cindy, and Shane. Hello. Hey, how are you? Good, thank you. What about you three? Doing great. Living the dream. <laughs> I love it. All the different answers. Um, I um, thank you again for for doing this. I got the chance to watch um, the Phantom Hand episode, which is it the twenty ninth that that premieres. Yes, October twenty ninth right. on Travel Channel, right after the uh, Ghost Adventures Halloween special at Joe Exotic Zoo. They're going to. Oh, for season two, so it's going to be pretty exciting. What did you think of our premiere episode, Courtney? I thought it was awesome, and I, I was going to, at first I was going to say, whoa, Joe Exotic Zoo might be a tough act to follow, but you guys, you will nail it with yours, because <laughs> it's really, <laughs> it's, it's good, though. So. Um, and I, I ask people sometimes, you know, if they have questions that they'd, so I'm going to start with those because I know I only have like 15, 20 minutes and if we run out of time. But I'm going to start with one from um, my friend Priscilla Bettis who wrote, she would want to know if the Holzer files, if they only investigate dark spirits and demons or if they ever investigate angels. Well, that's a great question. And thank you for asking that. We, uh, you know, I've got to say this in all honesty. Um, in season one, and I want to give anything away about season two, we didn't confront any demons. Uh, maybe some personal demons of the spirits that were in the locations. It's real easy to jump to that demon bandwagon, but sometimes it's just a misunderstood or irritated spirit. Um, you know, when I got knocked on my butt in uh, the Whaley House episode in season one, it's very easy that we could have jumped to that being a demon. But we took a deep breath, we, we examined what we were up against, who we were talking to, and realized that what it was was spirit that felt he was a hero to his people and was mistreated and, and eventually murdered uh, and had a tie to the Whaley family. So I think his, his hitting me was out of frustration as opposed to it being a demonic force. And we're very cautious, although we may call the spirits dark, that's because of the type of energy and the type of activity they're creating but uh, the true demonic hauntings are not nearly as prevalent as people believe um, sometimes it is really just misunderstood stories and misunderstood or misinterpreted actions by the spirits so we do and then this season uh I, there is an episode where we capture something on film that uh i, I don't i don't want to say is angelic but it certainly gives you pause to consider what is it exactly that we came into contact with. And it is, it's spectacular. And that, yeah. that's, that was an episode that blew me away. 
I think all of us, it was the first time we saw something this profound on, on film that we were able to capture. And it is, uh, it's stunning. Ooh, that's, well, that's a good tease. Yes. <laughs> and then um, this next one is sort of directed towards Cindy, and it comes from my A Haunt Mess podcast co-host, Dee Dee, who is also the Haunted Hour hostess on Twitter. Um, and we had done this, um, the Haunted Walks Ghost Tours. They put out um, this thing called the Haunting at Home Experiment, which we had to do for, you know, our podcast, give that a try. And one of the things was automatic writing. So she, Dee Dee, was super curious because we know you do that. And she, none of us really you know, had ever tried it before or had success, but she wants to know how do you, does it come in your head first or is your hand going on its own? And is it something you had to practice at or how does all that work? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So uh, automatic writing, it doesn't come into my head first and then to my hand. It's a stream of consciousness. So it's coming out on the paper. I'm seeing it the same time as everybody else is. So I'm literally allowing, um, you know, the spirit to, in a sense, take over my hand. It's not that I'm, you know, not in my body because I am, but I'm not hearing it and writing it. It's coming through in real time. Um, it, for me, honestly, automatic writing was something that happened very naturally for me. I think, uh, you know, as mediums and psychics, sometimes we have one gift that just comes really, you know, easily. And so that, for me, that was automatic writing. So it wasn't something I really had to practice a whole lot. I think the practice came that I had to learn how to just slow myself down and control it a little bit more, which when you watch the episodes, you see it's still really fast. It's hard to slow down. But for anybody wanting to learn automatic writing, I mean, I think the best advice is to just simply allow yourself to, um, you know, be be open. Um, I guess there's a, there's something we say in the, the mediumship community. Um, to be a medium, you have to lose your mind. And it's kind of funny because it's true. You have to, you have to be able to step outside of yourself long enough to let the information come in. So that that's my advice, you know, and some people practice and it, and it comes more naturally over time, but it's about being open and not overthinking and allowing spirit to just channel through you. Ooh, Which is yeah. why the three of us get along because we've all lost our minds at one point or another. <laughs> that's right. That's True. Right. I know every episode, every episode, I'm like, is this today? Am I going to do this today? <laughs> Well, that is a perfect segue into my next question for Shane because um, it looked at one point during the episode, you were about to lose your mind. Well, not just one point, a couple of times, like Cindy would say, so, you know, just she's being open and receiving and she'll say it and your eyes were like, you're so expressive and it was great. But I wondered what unnerved you more when Cindy said she felt like she was looking through the eyes of the murderer or when Dave told you to investigate in the pit? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I think both equally had their impact on me because I, yeah, I trust I trust Cindy and Dave so much. Like, like I say this all the time. They're like family to me. And so whenever they say something, I'd, I'd take it to heart. In Cindy's case, whenever she's saying, she looks like it's like she's looking through the eyes of of the killer. I believe one hundred percent what she's saying. I trust what she's saying, the information that she's giving us. So I know once I heard that, I knew we were in 
for an adventure, Ooh. to say the least. And and whenever Dave told me, hey, um, there's you know I want you to go here. Of course, I always I always give him that uh, hesitation. But again, like I say, I trust Dave. Dave Dave's kind of like leader of the group, and he's you know we're doing everything we can to further the case. And Dave's not doing it to pick on me. He's not doing it to, um, well, as far as I know, anyway, Dave, <laughs> as far as I know. Speak for yourself, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but, you know, I, I, trust, I trust Dave, and I, I, I know that um, we're being put into these situations to, to try to further the case and get the information that we need, get the evidence that we need to further the case files and that's the ultimate goal and so yeah i i i have the hesitation there but i trust both of them completely and um yeah so that's pretty much my answer <laughs> that's awesome um also i, I you did good shane you read you you read exactly what i wrote for you shane well done <laughs> Okay, good, good. I was nervous about that. I, I didn't know. I, I, I tried to get it word for word, you know. <laughs> hey, my shoe. That one's done with. <laughs> um, and I had a question because you guys ha- catch speaking of the pit because um, that part kind of freaked me out. Um, I don't like being you know, confined really either. And so I was like, holy, I don't know. I can go a lot of places. I don't know if I could have done that. But when you, when the camera swings, and I won't say what you guys catch because it's a great catch, um, but Shane has a pretty big experience down in the pit. And did you see that? Like, that was the first thing I noticed. Like, you had let out your screen, turn, the camera goes, and there's something but did you actually see that or not until the review? So, no, I didn't see that until the review. I had another experience that I don't want to give too much away, but I had an experience uh, where I felt like uh, my leg was grabbed. And at that point, that's when you see me kind of freak out a little bit. Um, but, no, I didn't see what we captured on film until after I was reviewing later. Oh wow! And so, did you have to go look, past that spot too? Yeah. So there's one way in. There's one way in, one way out, and Ooh. it's not it's it's not a location where you can stand up and run. Okay. I basically <laughs> no. had to. Cr- I had to crawl very quickly out of there. <laughs> so that in and of itself is hard to do because I'm getting older and I, you know, I don't move as quickly as I once did. So, you know, which, which can I take a moment to say, oh, man, when, people get, when people get mad at Dave for sending Shane to the horrible places, please let's remember I'm six foot one, 53 years old. He is, uh, he is a spry 35 year old man who is, Four feet, four feet shorter than me, and can fit his more smaller, fine spaces than I can. <laughs> four feet shorter. Come on, dude. TV, TV adds uh, like three feet to the footage, so he always looks taller. Oh, Shin is actually, oh. actually the size of a hobbit, but uh, he's very effective at what he does. I just want to spike my hair up to be a little bit taller. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I spike mine down so that I look shorter. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. Oh my gosh, you three are you're you're fun to watch, but you're more fun to talk to. So thank you. Um, well, we then, can't we can't wait for season five when we're allowed to be funny and, and have fun on the show as well. Uh, you know, we know it's very serious. <laughs> But uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the cases that uh, Hans Holzer cared less about so we can be more of a moronic fault we really are. <laughs> hey, that's a good sneak preview of what's to come down the road. <laughs> right. This is Hans Holzer investigating Dunkin' Donuts in Boston, and I believe that's a spirit. That'll be the one where we finally get to cut loose and have a little fun. That would be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Oh, man. And um, you guys, and, and again, I don't want to give too much away, but you, you kind of stumble through this case of Hans's that you, you kind of stumble across um, history and a true crime mystery. And I didn't uh-huh. get a screen all the other episodes, but, you know, reading some of them, that seems to be a theme. I don't know if all of them, but there's definitely a lot of history Will there also be other true crime mysteries that people see this season? There's there's aspects of that really in every case when you look at um, sometimes the revealing nature of how some of these people died. This one definitely is a more standout uh, episode with the story, but we uncover a lot of really interesting facts that have been whitewashed by history um, throughout this series in season two. So, there are elements. I mean, look, we, we go to the Surratt Tavern, the location that John Wilkes Booth rode to after he assassinated President Lincoln. So there's true crime there. Plus, what really took place? Who was involved? And did the right people pay for that crime? So there are aspects of that. Um, and what we all love about the show is it's not just your standard paranormal investigation show. A lot of it's very um, CSI feeling. We're really diving deep into history and uncovering the truth getting to the the bottom of this and what is causing these spirits, not just, yep, it's happening, but why is it happening and who is it happening to and why are they the the people that are being focused on? So I I feel a lot of it is treated very much like a true crime genre style show with the paranormal. It is. And it's, and it's cool because it's from Hans Holzer's files and then you guys bring a, a whole different, I mean, you, you, Based off of that, but what you bring, it's re- it's really cool, really cool. Thank you. Yeah, and I just have a just a, a random, you know, funny question for all of you. Well, it's not so funny, but what is each of your favorite colors? Oh, this is Cindy. Um, my two favorite colors are red and black. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Shane. Mine would be black. And blue. Oh, okay, Dave. Mine is chartreuse and periwinkle. <laughs> I just want to be different and sound more. Uh, and, uh, you know what? It's anything but black at this point. I'm so tired of wearing black on TV, but it is slimming. And TV is known to add 118 pounds, so I'll take any help I can get. <laughs> yeah. See, you, yeah. I knew it. I knew it wasn't a funny question. But I, I had confidence in life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just thank you because I know you've got a jam-packed day, and I just I, thank you so much for your time, and I'm excited to see the rest of the season. Hey, Courtney, if well, I can mention something else. 
keep an eye on um, Cindy, and Cindy, maybe you could tell them how to find out. Cindy does a lot of great uh, mediumship galleries online uh, so that you can keep in touch with her, see what she's doing in the off-season. You can also keep up with me at darknessradio.com, the best in paranormal talk radio. We're, we're still 15 years in and doing our radio show every uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So any way that you get your pod, Darkness Radio. But, Cindy, how can people find your, your live uh, programs? Yeah, so I've been doing uh, all of my live events on Zoom because of COVID, but I list all of my events on my Facebook page, Medium Cindy Kaza. So go to my Facebook, um, and that's where you'll, you'll be able to sign up. And also I post some stuff on Instagram at Cindy Kaza, Medium Cindy Kaza. Oh, this is And Shane's got a new project, too. Yeah, Ooh, Shane's thanks. got a new project, too. Shane, throw it at her. Yeah, so I've got a new project. It's um, with a couple of guys locally that um, I kind of grew up with. So we're investigating some local hunts and stuff like that, um, stuff that, you know, I had kind of got introduced to the paranormal with uh, these locations were some of the first locations that I would visit. Um, So, yeah, I have that. So you can find me on Facebook and on Twitter at Starring Shane, Instagram at Starring Shane as well. Ooh, that's exciting. Look at you three. Is that what, did you guys do all this through the COVID? Well, no, Dave's been darkness radio for a long time I know but did COVID kind of inspire Cindy and well I guess yeah because of the COVID right Cindy you had to do the zoom stuff you said that but what about you Shane? did that inspire your new project well the the new project was more um you know during the off season when we're not filming for the Holzer files it was it was something that uh we've been tossing around the idea for a long time um, I had a lot of requests of people, you know, people wanting to see what I did uh, in my personal life a little bit more. So this is just a way to show people uh, what I do, kind of kind of what set me on the path to um, what I do in the paranormal field. Oh, that's cool. Oh, Dave, I'm so glad. See, you're the, the, the pro at this. I wouldn't have thought to, you know, plug all that <laughs> stuff or even ask. So I'm glad you that you threw all of that in there. Thank you. Well, we are attention orders and demand it, so it's the only thing that's the <laughs> thanks, thanks for having us on. We appreciate it, Courtney. Yeah, thank you so much. You've been listening to Haunt John's a podcast for restless spirits. My name is Courtney Maroc, and it's been my pleasure to be your host and guide for this journey. I snagged the music, Phantom from Space, from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech. If you'd like to continue exploring beyond the podcast, jaunt with me online anytime at hauntjaunts.net. Or if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to Haunt Jaunts wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also jaunt with me socially on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. You'll find links to all of Haunt Jaunts' social media on the website, as well as a player on the podcast page with all of the episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until our paths cross again, ciao for now.